politics without the soap opera with unfiltered constitutional conservative truth. The Conservative Review with Daniel Horowitz. And welcome back, fellow American patriots and Minutemen standing at the ready once again to fight a new revolution, this time much more grave, serious, and all-encompassing than the first one. What do we do? Where do we go? What's important? We cover it all here every day at CR Podcast. We have our columns at conservativereview.com in the blaze. You can follow me on Twitter at rmconservative. It is Wednesday, April 19th, a very meaningful date in American history. Um, 30 year, I can't believe, 30 year anniversary of of Waco, um, 28 year anniversary of the Oklahoma City bombing. And now I wasn't really going to get into this today, but it is interesting. We've always had questions about them. And now, after everything we've gone through, we have so much more clarity, and not in a good way. Not in a good way. I will say this, if I don't have time to get to it today, um, those of you who have never read the 1997 book from John Rappaport, Oklahoma City Bombing the Suppressed Truth, read it. Read it. There's a lot more that went on there. There's literally no basic government narrative on that. It's a conspiracy theory to even think you know what happened there because the lead prosecutors, the people involved, had a lot of questions about the scope of it and who was involved in it. And we don't have answers. And when you understand that, you understand all the events. We have RFK announcing his presidency today. Um, He was probably right on so many things he said, starting with the Kennedy assassination. We so badly need a movement to protect ourselves from our own government. Yet you need three things for a movement. You need money. You need a professional organization class, you know, people that full-time will professionally work your issues in law and policy. And you need conviction. You need to really believe in it and be willing to see it through, through thick and thin. When it comes to guns, abortion, and a few isolated fiscal issues, we have it to some degree, and the results have shown over the years. The left has this on every issue. But with everything else, we have nothing. Nothing. We don't have them. Now, it's hard to tell what it's... Is it because there's a lack of conviction, so therefore there's a lack of money in organization? Or because there's a lack of money because there's no money in it and everyone has to eat, therefore whatever organization we have is grifting, and therefore there's no conviction because everyone's got to eat? But this is what we've suffered for years under the GOP and conservative ink. Trump came along promising to change it. And now we're worse off than we've been. And he has neutered what little we had budding from the Tea Party and growing this reawakening of the GOP establishment or against the GOP establishment. He has made the GOP establishment great, made their modus operandi great. And I didn't plan on even touching on the presidential race much because I don't think it matters much in the scheme of things. But it does matter now because it gets in the way of everything else we've been trying to do. Because Trump and his movement of disastrous people around him have neutered the ability of any of the people we need to create a movement to focus on what matters. And when we finally do, he gets in the way of it and often destroys it. I mean, I can't believe it. Literally siding with trannyism. Bruce Jenner promoting Bruce Jenner just like he promoted Kim Kardashian in Jailbreak at the most auspicious time 
when we were finally winning on a cultural issue. It's unbelievable. So more of his people are coming out. Rick Greenell now attacking DeSantis on Disney, attacking the boycott of Bud Light. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now, while we talk about all this woke capital, we have the problem going on in our pork production, our meat production, our farming. Farming has been consolidated into a monopoly controlled by China and our government, which is a vassal state of China, between all these five-year farm bills and everything. And then we have all these fires suddenly destroying everything. Again, harken back to Oklahoma City. Nothing's a coincidence. Now, more than ever, is the time to focus on food security by supporting one of the true independent American farmers, Moinkbox. When you go to moinkbox.com slash conservative right now, our listeners can get free filet mignon for a year by signing up for their monthly boxes of assortments of uh, grass-fed, grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door, delivered every month. No additives, no hormones, no inf- vaccines. That's the thing about this. I mean, you wonder why everyone's all screwed up. You really do wonder if some of the hormones are playing a, a role in that. Um, best tasting, again, from ribeyes to chicken breast to pork chops, salmon fillets. Moink Box is where it's at. It's a one year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste while you sign up for the healthiest, best tasting assortment of meats, chickens, and fish. Get oinked with Moink at moinkbox.com slash conservative. That's moinkbox.com slash conservative. So, folks, Trump and the Trump world are now attacking DeSantis over Disney. They're attacking him over his comments on Bud Light. They're opposing the boycott. They're promoting Bruce Jenner. They're promoting conservative trannyism. Just don't mess with female sports. This is exactly what we faced pre-Trump. The only difference is that we were gradually growing a right flank to rebel against Con Inc. and the GOP, and they created MAGA Inc. to make Con Inc. great again. That's all it is. Same modus operandi. And what do I mean by that? So again, you need three elements for a movement. And we always lack them, except for the few issues where we had results. The problem is it all gets back to the point that there's no free money. The left has money in what they want to do so they could fight with conviction and have a professional class that's good at what they do. Um, They have the values, they have the intellect, they have the energy, they have the time, they have the organization, they have the money, and they go out and do it. That's why there's not a single issue where they're not fighting in all 50 states, all 3,000 counties, culture, economy, Wall Street, Main Street, law, you name it, they got it covered. The reason we don't have that is because there's no money in abstract values. Once in a while, you could have money behind fighting a certain tax, um, and we managed to create movements on guns and abortion, but with the exclusion of everything else, and allowed Republicans to use those two issues to subvert us and everything else, But what happens is there's no money. So everyone's got to eat. So the problem is this. We now have a country where the Uniparty divided it up. Now, increasingly, the Democrats are going to have a majority, but still there's going to be a significant swath of the country that's always red. And that represents a lot of people. Now, you're never going to win national elections that way. You're never going to, even in those areas, 
implement our policies. But what you can do is if you want to go into politics, whether it's an elected position, whether it's a thumbsucker, whether it's a commentator, whether it's a podcaster, whether it's a writer, whether it's a cable news person, you don't need to win an election to succeed. You don't need to advance policy to succeed. You need to latch on to a brand. So in, before Trump, the brand was just vote GOP, vote GOP at all costs. Now it's just Trump, Trump, Trump. Same thing. So what it's created is if you're a talk show host, I could say everything I'm saying now, just avoid mentioning the 800-pound gorilla in the room, and I would be much more universal. But I'm not going to do that. But this is the moral hazard you're seeing with others. There's this fear. There's this fear. Everyone is walking around him with eggshells. You have this vicious, disgusting mafia that goes after people. And we're going to bring on Pedro to discuss that because he was invited into it and realized what the problem was and rejected it. So, you know, everyone knows that this is what is waiting for you if you oppose the mafia. So everyone gets sucked into his orbit, but everything sucked into this man's orbit is corrupted. So he corrupts our fight. I mean, literally, this was the one issue we were finally winning on. And it's corrupted. It's all about it. Well, we need the tranny vote. Just like, we need the criminal vote for Kim Kardashian. I mean, literally making the GOP establishment great again, like he did with McCarthy and McDaniel and McConnell originally. And we're supposed to ignore this. Now, I didn't focus on him for most of the post-presidency because he was quiet. But since he announced his run for presidency, it's all him. And now it's getting in my way. Because now we have people that were fighting with us, or fighting alongside us, that are suddenly standing down. We have people as committee chairmen that are standing down and holding punches against the clot shots and not investigating warp speed because, well, the big man. That's when we have a problem. When not only doesn't he drain the swamp, not only does he refill the swamp, but he neuters the few voices that we originally would have had to fight the establishment. Now they're neutered. This is the problem here. So now you have this pile on of DeSantis is the only one actually fighting woke capital, but Chris Christie is piling on him, the establishment's piling on him, and they're all joining with Trump. All of them are endorsing Trump. Oh, and then this Vivek guy. Isn't it interesting that Vivek made his name off of ESG? His, his thing was, I'm the founder of anti-ESG. So you literally have DeSantis engaged in the greatest fight against Disney, Trump trashes him. Vivek is never shy about trashing DeSantis. And this is your issue. And suddenly he's silent. No praise for DeSantis, no support. Not that he needs it. And no critical words for Trump. This all gets back to one thing. Why? Because this man has a core dedicated mafia. And if your goal is... If your goal is outcomes, he's in your way. But if your goal is, I want to survive and perpetuate my existence in MAGA Inc., conservative Inc., Republican politics. 
So is it smart or dumb to cross Trump? Well, I think you have your answer. That's the moral hazard that we now face. And it's, it's nothing unique. This is what it always was pre-Trump. You're either with Republicans or Democrats. All Trump has done is magnetize the uh, much of the core right that typically we could have gotten to fight the establishment. Now he gets them to stand down and get into his, his orbit. I'm telling you, this is corrosive. I don't care about the presidential election. Like I said yesterday, to me, the debt ceiling fight and the budget fight is a bigger deal. But he, I, I, the way he's going, I wouldn't be surprised if he tells them to stand down and says, you're going to have default. He said that when he was president, by the way. Biden was playing a loop of all the Republicans that said we need to raise the debt ceiling. And you know what? They're not wrong. That's what happens when you have a glass jaw uniparty. This is the 2020 vision we're going to give you, and I'm not going to stay away from it. And by the way, we could also give you 2020 vision in your eyewear. Better Spectacles is America's only conservative eyewear company. They offer authentic Rodenstock eyewear, the world's gold standard. They use biometric intelligence glasses that give you a seamlessly natural experience, works perfectly with your brain, gives you the sharpest vision. Every day I'm firing on all cylinders because of my uh, better spectacles, my big uh, glasses with them. They're not big in size. I hate big glasses. But uh, my oldest son, my wife, they have it as well. You don't even have to go into a store. They have the technology now to measure you through these apps. You go to betterspectacles.com slash conservative to schedule a teleoptical uh, appointment. And you don't have to settle. You get 61% off your progressive eyewear plus free handcrafted Rodenstock frames. Great eyeglasses change vision. It changes your brain. It changes your lives for the better. So again, go to betterspectacles.com slash conservative, the only conservative company for progressive eyewear. Um, just before we bring on our guest, I do want to get into one thing that is very disturbing um, that nobody else is raising this point, and I don't know why I'm the only one doing this, and it deserves its own show, but real briefly, the Dominion lawsuit and the settlement. So yesterday, Fox News announced almost an $800 million settlement with Dominion over accusations that they uh, published and broadcasted false allegations about Dominion machines being faulty. So, you know, th there's been a lot of... And I want to make it clear, this has nothing to do with what you feel about Fox News, the particular talk show host, Trump, the election, stolen, not stolen, Dominion, yay, nay. This is... a a very isolated point that should scare all of you. What is the biggest form of fascism that we face now? This public-private partnership where the government elevates and empowers so-called private entities that aren't elected, so they're not held accountable, to basically service a vital public policy. And so you're in charge of elections, you're in charge of ballots, you're in charge of voting machines, you're in charge of vaccination, you're in charge... So you have these private vendors doing the biggest public policies, and then we have no way of fighting back against them, right? That's the biggest thing we face. Well, what I'm scared about with this is, let's just say it's 100% false, that, that there's no problems with their voting machines. We all agree that... 
you know, generally you want freedom of speech. Um, we we want to keep America's uh, freedom of speech much better than it is in Europe, where you know it's a lot easier to be sued for libel. We want it to be limited, but there are times where you know you destroy someone over libel, so you want that that avenue. We all understand that. But then there has to be an elevated level, an elevated level, where you have freedom of the press. But it's not just if you're a media outlet, any individual or press to criticize your government. Right? Let, 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 let's say I say tomorrow, and I'm not necessarily intimating this, I'm just saying there's more you know, to the story. Let's say I say the FBI was involved in the Oklahoma City bombing. And let's say I'm 100% wrong. Should the government, should the FBI be able to sue me? Of course not. That is a dangerous precedent. We are living in times where we have a divided country where we disagree over citizen, alien, man, woman, criminal, victim. We disagree over basic natural law. Your truth is my lie. Whatever side you're on, that's what where we live. So there, there cannot be an arbiter of truth. So when we have public policy placed in the hands of private actors like well it's a, not the government it's a private actor so you're 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 damaging them you're libeling them if you are implementing and servicing America's elections if government contracts that you are in charge of the of the fulcrum of democracy and especially nowadays with all the hacking and everything there are legitimate concerns before you get into even rigging just legitimate concerns about security of smart machines that is a legitimate concern that nobody could deny that none of us could embark on debating that without getting sued there needs to be codified and this would be an action item I would have in Congress that if you are a private vendor that are servicing a vital public good promoted, elevated by government, needed by government, needed by the public, you are a government actor and need to be treated as such. Meaning you can't have it both ways. You want to say, I'm a private entity, I'm doing my own thing, you can't spread verifiable lies about me. I understand that. But if you're benefiting by government guaranteeing you billions of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars as a vendor of something, along with that comes the responsibility that people have the right to criticize you and they could be totally wrong. You cannot start that precedent. I cannot overstate how dangerous this is because what's to stop, based on this, what's to stop Pfizer from suing all of us and saying what you're saying is false and you're not allowed to talk about us. You're, you have to prove what you're saying is correct. This is very dangerous. Everyone was debating, well, you know, what's the standard? You know, Fox News, maybe they weren't saying it. They were just, other people were saying it. So the, the people saying it could get sued. Fox was trying to say like, you know, look, we're one step removed. We're just, it's a big story when you have uh, supporters of a president saying it was rigged. So we're just covering it. And I, that, that thing is a valid argument. But I'm raising a more fundamental point. Let's say you're asserting it, your commentary, because a lot of the shows aren't news, they're commentary. Lou Dobbs, who was roped into this, he is commentary, I'm commentary, I'm opinion. 
You should be allowed to say whatever you want. Someone should be allowed to say Ron DeSantis didn't really win by 20 points. He rigged the election. Okay? Just like someone could say that, uh, you know, it was rigged against Trump. Well, Daniel, that's a government official. This is private. No. There's one thing if you raise questions about Dominion's other private products. But if it's about the very element that is codified by government as the means of the greatest public policy, you cannot take that out of reach of public debate. And by having this sword looming over us, that you could be caught up and say, eh, what you're saying is not true. Well, Daniel, they have to show that you purposely said things that you knew weren't true. Yeah, but that, again, in the era we live in, give me a break. They're going to say that what we're saying about Pfizer, even though it's verifiably true, is untrue. What's to stop Pfizer from suing us? So it's a simple proposition. You want to compete in the free market. You can't have people viciously spreading lies about you to a certain extent. And we all agree on that. But if you're going to guarantee get government contracts, and not just for like mowing the lawn on the State Department grounds, but servicing things that are mandated by government or things that are vital to our existence as a democracy and ultimately being the steward of administering elections in this country, people have the right to raise questions about it even if they're totally wrong. That is the price that you have to be willing to pay for democracy because the other way around is fascism. Oh, poor baby Dominion. It's like, and also I don't understand, 800 million, what, they suffer damage? Who, who's not using them? See, let's say I spread false allegations about your private product. So, you know, people might listen, you won't use. Here, their whole revenue comes from government and they're continuing to use them. Give me a break. You can't have it both ways. You can't have government elevate a private product. It's the same principle to saying, you know, I'm going to elevate and recommend Pfizer, but then indemnify them of liability. I don't know why nobody else is bothered by this, but this is something maybe we'll cover in further detail later. I um, want to get to our interview. It's sponsored today by Jace Medical. Um, look, antibiotics are a big deal. Uh, we have bacterial infections are very solvable with antibiotics, but they could kill you. I mean, Steve Dace, my buddy, just ran into a case of MRSA. Um, what if you can't get it? This is not what if. All this arson you're seeing, clearly, of our agricultural processing plants and facilities, there's no question they are coming for your life, liberty, property, your food, your fuel, your cars, and your medicine. Don't wait until the next disaster hits. Go to jacemedical.com. Register there with a quick survey to get a certified prescription for a Jace case, five life-saving antibiotics from doxycycline, azithromycin, um, and uh, certainly you know all the basics you need. And then you'll have access to that care for when you actually need it. Put in review, promo code review at to get a special discount on your purchase at checkout. Again, jacemedical.com, offer code review. So folks, our next guest, backed by popular demand, Pedro Gonzalez, really um, one of our most popular guests. 
Because Pedro, in many respects, represents that rare exception to what we're talking about. Someone that really is about the outcomes, the conviction, got into this as a young man because he actually believed in something. And then when he started to realize, wait a minute, I have an opportunity to ride the Trump train he was actually offered, could have been brought into it. It's like, wait a minute, I don't like the people I'm seeing. I don't like what they're espousing. I don't like where this is headed. Didn't we all believe in tough on crime and fighting the culture? Didn't we all believe in outcomes? Whatever happened there? So he dissented from it. And you know what? He's not earning the big bucks because of it. But this is why we are where we are today. It is all about the grift. It's all about my survival. My survival as a congressman. My survival in terms of earning an income. So what has happened here is Trump was supposed to end this business of, oh, walking on eggshells around GOP donors. No, we're going to do the right thing regardless of the donors because, again, the problem is there is no money in our type of values, sovereignty, security, civil society, liberty. There's no money in that. So he was supposed to be the big billionaire that didn't need the money to come along. And yet he, he is basically doing the left spectacularly. Yes, we need amnesty. We need, yes, we need, um, you know, to get the black vote. So let's go and, and be weaker on crime than anyone else ever was. Oh my gosh, we don't want to piss off the donors on the culture war. What in the world is going on? And then while this whole thing is going on with them, all the Trump people circling the wagons around Bruce Jenner and what he represents. Then you have this undercurrent of this Ali Alexander story. Um, this guy who is the head of the Stop the Steal that turns out to be a groomer himself. And then a lot of people around Trump seem to know about that. The biggest promoters that are viciously attacking DeSantis when his people aren't doing the same to them seem to be involved in this. What is going on? So Pedro is with us today to discuss that and more. Hey, Pedro, thanks so much for joining us once again here at Blaze Media. <clears throat> Daniel, uh, thank you so much for that kind introduction. Well, and, and I want people to see your your work. Again, Contra sub, Substack. It's called Contra, C-O-N-T-R-A. Mm-hmm. could follow you on Twitter as well. And this uh, Substack, you talked about how you stepped away from the circus. You were invited into it. Describe briefly how you were invited into it but chose not to join it. Yeah, I mean, joining the circus is a, is a just a kind of metaphor I use for essentially what you have to do to yourself to go along with, with Trump and what he's doing. Um, you know, a lot of people with much bigger platforms than myself they know exactly what I'm talking about. And basically they, they agree with people like me on the issues. I'm not going to name names because I prefer to allow people to reveal themselves and maybe um, redeem themselves. But basically there are people who feel like me about the issues on things like transgenderism, but as part of their role in the circus, they have to wear a muzzle because you get kicked out of the Trump circus. If you go against the grain, when Don Jr. says that he's liberal on the issue of transgenderism, you get kicked out of the circus if you point out that Rich uh, Grinnell likes to attack social conservatives by calling them or accusing them of homophobia and transphobia. And 
I mean, these are just a few examples. There's obviously also a lot of stuff that involves money, basically ripping off people that are desperate and frustrated. And so they're willing to give lots of money to people who say that they can save them, like Trump. And I don't want any part of that. And for the longest time, I kind of looked away. Um, it's not something that, you know, it, it's, it's something that I certainly regret. Um, but initially, you don't see it, right? You don't see it because... You just do, you kind of wear these these rose-colored glasses about politicians, and then when you start to notice it, you think to yourself, "Well, everyone does it, you know. Everyone does it, so it's fine if if, if my team does it." And then you can't ignore it anymore. You know that it's there. You know that it's happening, and you just you can't go along with it, or you can. And it's obviously easier to go along with it once you identify the problem to just keep your mouth shut, right? Because then you get invited to the, the cocktail parties. You have access to the, to the social networks and stuff like that. <clears throat> well, I said no, because I, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. Um, not yeah. that I was, I never, obviously I never was one of these people that was terrible and like lied to people about what was going on. But I, it was, uh, it was one of those things where you just kind of look away, right? You don't talk about it. And, and then I, and then I did. And this, this whole thing actually started in, for me, like early 2020, late 2019. Uh, and now that Trump has re-entered the fray, I'm obviously I'm I'm calling out it, all of it even more aggressively uh, now. Um, so in a nutshell, that's that's kind of what I mean by leaving the circus is you just tell yourself like I can either you know look the other way or worse, which is something that I never did, which is lie about what you know is is true, um, or you can walk away from it. So that's what I did. I I just said no more. You walked away from it, and and I think that's what's important because a lot of people feel. Often those who jump from one kind of candidate or, or circle to another, it's because they were snubbed. Um, you know, some of these Florida, there's one Florida congressman is like, oh, you know, I'm going to endorse Trump because DeSantis didn't really, you know, take, you know, answer my phone call or something. Um, you, you had the opportunity to join. It was just the opposite. Uh, you could have been a member in good standing of MAGA Inc., but I think kind of like me, you're very similar in the respect that you got into it for a cause and you wanted to stay by it. And you started noticing what I was noticing, that it's not just that he's not draining the swamp, but he's actually not even just refilling it, but paralyzing our ability to fight it. Not just because he's a bad ambassador for our cause because of his personal problems and his just demeanor and everything, but he gets our people to stand down. So when you look at the Florida delegation now and a lot of these guys like endorsing him, I'm getting PTSD from his presidency from the time when he was president. <laughs> I didn't talk about him for a long time, and I, I, I didn't intend to because I don't care about the presidential election because I, I think we need national divorce. I'm, I'm off of this. I'm done with this. I don't think you're going to fix the federal government. Today is the anniversary of both Oklahoma City and Waco, and we have a lot of um, – Questions about that, uh, you know, now what what Trump has, uh, what, what, what our government has done, I don't think it's fixable. I think it's been going on for longer than we thought. Heck, I'd have no su problem supporting RFK Jr. either. I just don't think he'll win the Democrat primary because their voters are just so crazy now. Um, so it's not about DeSantis. It's not about any one person. But what it is about is the things that we need to do right now, right now yep. in the House budget fight. Right now, 
in terms of cultural battles, like with Bud Light that we're actually winning and the trainingism, what we need to be doing in state legislatures. And he's getting in the way of that. That's where I call the flag on. Is that what's motivating you as well? Yeah. I mean, it's a really a, I don't know, in, in some sense, it's, it's actually, perhaps it sounds cliche, but it's, it's fairly liberating, right? When, when you kind of know how things really work and you've seen the inside and you just say to yourself, I'm going to, you know, expose this and bring it to light and I don't care what the consequences are. Um, it, it's interesting because I've, I've kind of, in a weird way, as much, you know, I come under attack like all the time, like Richard Grinnell right now is, is attacking me on Twitter. If you follow me, you'll, you'll be, you'll notice that he's raging at me. Um, and, you know, there's a kind of like a little army of influencers that Team Trump has to basically act as a goon squad where if anybody steps out of line, they get attacked. Yep. Uh, it could be the smallest thing or it could be, you know, an endorsement from someone with principles like, like um, Thomas Massey or Chip Roy or whatever. There is a kind of organized little mob that will try to cow people into, into falling in line uh, with Trump, which is funny because that seems like very establishment behavior. That's what Mitch McConnell does, right? Yep. That, that's what guys like Kevin McCarthy do. They browbeat other people to shut up and fall in line. Yeah, that's now, it's one weird. thing to shut up and fall in line <laughs> for the original stated MAGA agenda. But right. talk about what yeah. they're getting. Where is this tranny thing yeah. coming from? This whole, like, Bruce Jenner uh, business and now they're... Well, I think, I think, what is it? I think well, there, there's always two things. I, I, I'm, I never attribute anything to a single cause. I always think there's more than one cause. It's going to cover your bases. And I think, on the one hand, the Trumps are just liberal. I mean, Don Jr. said it himself. I'm liberal on the issue. And Trump is the same way. Um, you know, you, you can go back to, like, 2012 and see him on record saying stuff like, you know, he, I think he was involved in, like, a, a pageant. It might have been Miss America or something. And, and he came out on the side of allowing – or he felt that it would be fair for trans women, in other words, men – to compete in these kinds of things in contests among women. This is, I mean, this is going back to like 12, 2012, 2013, obviously more recently, you know, in 2016, I believe he, he was asked, you know, would you allow, how do you feel about basically trans women, men using female restrooms? And Trump didn't even, he didn't even blink. He said, yeah, I'm fine with that. And so this stuff seems kind of trivial, right? Um, but then you get to where we are now, where you have King Trump promoting transgenderism, they're, they're making a celebrity out of people like Bruce Jenner. Um, they were responsible for his gubernatorial candidacy. Um, they're, they're aggressively pushing them on us. And then if you disagree with it, the goon squad comes out and calls you a homophobe, a transphobe. And, th- and then they declare that the centrist position. Yesterday's revolution against God and nature is today's centrism, yes. according to Team Trump. But isn't that what we were fighting the establishment for years? I used to make fun out of it. Like, hey, it's fine to say a man's a woman. It's fine to do all this stuff. Have them just don't screw with the female sports. Like, I always made fun of it. Like, really? That's the biggest civilization problem with it? And DeSantis said last night in an interview, uh, I I know you saw that. He was like, I'm not going to go along with a lie that a man's a woman. Plain and simple. That should be the position. It's not about protecting female sports. That's not the issue. Yeah. No. And it's, and by the way, the, this is the point that I keep making. And it was so funny because, you know, like Arthur Schwartz and like Don Jr.'s goon squad came out for me when I, when I pointed out that, that Don had 
Don is, is, I think the Trump family is far more pernicious than like an overt leftist like George Soros. And, and the answer for that is very, very easy. You know, George Soros is your enemy. You know exactly what he's about. You know, they hate your guts and he doesn't hold, and he doesn't share your values. The Trumps, on the other hand, pretend to share your values, or actually maybe they don't, under, they don't understand the contradictions in their positions. And in whatever the case, they end up advancing leftist positions as conservative right-wing ones. And that's far more damaging than anything Joe Biden could do. Joe Biden can't convince you to stop boycotting Bud Light, but, but the Trumps can, or at least it's much easier for them to do that, right? That's yes. why they're so, so much more pernicious. And Going back to the trans thing, uh, when I was criticized for that, people were saying, like, oh, you idiot. Don Trump Jr. Uh, said that he's against transgenderism for kids, for three-year-olds, right? That's the line in the yeah. stand. He said he explicitly said he's against forcing it on three-year-olds, but he doesn't have a problem with it with adults. And it, it, my point is, is like, yeah, you're, you're, thank you for confirming what I just explained. <laughs> There's no difference. That's typical trans, GOP. Trans a right. man could it, be a it, it woman. All comes from the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You you go on Fox News and promote even as conservatives, Bruce Jenner. Let's face it, Bruce is not on Fox to promote his legal expertise on you know national security <laughs> issues. Okay, like that's not what he's he's there to say no. that this is a conservative face for the tranny community, right? This is the type of crap that we hated from the GOP establishment when they would validate, codify, advance the leftist um, premise on every issue, albeit they'd walk it one back, like, don't go this far, don't do this. And But, but then, you know, we always had kind of a right wing that opposed that. But now Trump yeah. does that in spectacular fashion, except the one difference is he now neuters the type of people that we historically maybe had to fight back against it, now they stand yep. down. Yeah, and guess what? Trump is going to give cover to Republicans to stand down. That's what I mean about the, the perniciousness of this. So now the squishy Republicans who, you know, maybe we could have pushed them into taking a harder stance on this stuff before it's too late. Yep. Um, they're going to find cover. And Trump, I've already seen this, by the way, with the amnesty. There was a big fight with the, the, the president of the... Um, the, the Federal Border Patrol Union, which is just as bad as any other federal union, right? Um, but, for some, but because it has Border Patrol in the name, people think that it must be one of the rare good ones. It's not. And, and the president of the board got into a fight with immigration restrictionists. It was very weird because he was tweeting from the official Twitter accounts attacking critics um, because there was an amnesty uh, deal that was in the works fairly recently. You probably recall this. John Cornyn. And the, the Right. And the president of the Border Patrol Union was was involved in it and in, in, in advocating for it. And when people pointed that out, guess what he said? That the Border Patrol Union is only is, is basically just being consistent with the positions of Donald Trump. And it yes. cited his it cited Trump's support for amnesty. And obviously the, the whole thing fell apart because it was so egregious. And for now, it's 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 dead in the water. But that was an important part of that whole debate was this corrupt Border Patrol Union president saying, hey, we're just doing what Trump said was the right thing to do, pushing amnesty. And you're going to see that on other issues like transgenderism. And that's why I keep you know, hitting this point. These people, the Trumps are a poison pill. And I hope that more people see that and disabuse themselves of, of the illusions that people like me had. 
this is the problem. Again, I don't care. I say I support Lisa Murkowski for president because I think it's a nothingness, and I I want the uniparty to be on full display because that's the opposite of what we're talking about. No one's going to be taken in by someone like Lisa Murkowski, and then we could focus on the battles we are now. Like, for example, in Florida and Tennessee, other states, we're moving beyond just the stupid sports issue, but going with the bathrooms and the entire codification and recognition of this disgusting agenda. And right at the time, I mean, we talked about yesterday with the Pew polling. It's like the only social issue we've ever moved the clock back on. We're actually like winning because it's just so insane and it's so destructive in the public. You know, they're so radical about it. Now's the time. And it's like we finally had a boycott. It's so hard to boycott because the other side has a monopoly on everything. But beer is a good one because there's so many, you know, different options, American, non-American. And, um, you know, we have a lot of beer drinkers, too. So you could really focus that. And and what the heck? It was like a coordinated. And it was along with that whole Rona McDaniel, Kevin McCarthy nexus of people that we were supposed to drain. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's that's exactly right. And I I love, I, by the way, I have an article coming out soon at contra.substack.com. And I talk about this where basically like Kevin McCarthy is many things. You can say a lot of things about him, but he's not dumb enough to come out and call off conservative outrage during a boycott by saying, hey, guys, you might not like the company. You might not like what they're doing, but they paid us. So knock it off. That's what Donald Trump Jr. did. On his podcast, Triggered, he actually made that argument. Hey, guys, uh, you know, I don't like Bud Light pushing this stuff, which is not true, because just before that, he actually said, I'm liberal on the issue of transgenderism. So which is pushing Bruce Jenner, which is the same thing. Right. Right. Um, And so after Trump Jr. declares himself liberal on transgenderism, he does his podcast where he says, it's so funny, right, because I'm still being I'm still being attacked when this is happening that like a you know, oh, you're mischaracterizing his views. And then like 24 hours later, Trump Jr. is saying, stop boycotting Bud Light. Why? What was the meat of his argument? They give money to Republicans. They, and specifically, he says, they, they support Kevin McCarthy. He actually oh said gosh. the quiet part out loud. That's how stupid they are. But I guess we should be thankful for their stupidity because it's also transparent. But it doesn't matter, Pedro. Never- th- th- this is what <laughs> bothers me, and this is what I want to get to. The- so there's there's three groups of people. There's the people yep. that are totally dedicated to outcomes. Um, you know, like you know, your friend Ryan Gerdusky. This guy worked on the 1776 Project, one of the few novel ideas, winning um, school board races. This is the type of thing that we need to be doing. So he's like, I could tell on Twitter, I mean, I haven't spoken to him, but I could tell he's he's off that train. Like, this is this is ridiculous. He yeah. gets it. Yeah. Then you have people at the other end, and I want to talk about some of those people, that there are real moral problems with them as human beings, and they get on the grift <laughs> train. But what I'm concerned about, the people in the middle, and you're seeing with some of these Freedom Caucus types and Florida delegation endorsements, they know. They know better. They know exactly the contrast between the two. And it's not so much about this supporting DeSantis. I don't care. You don't want to support him. Just stay neutral. But why would you throw yourself at his feet? What I'm concerned about is it gets back to this business that this is a dog-eat-dog world, that the other side has a movement, we have an industry. And the industry, you can't win an election with it, but Trump does have the strongest brand. right? You don't need 51% to win a brand. You need it to win an election. But to get a brand, yeah. you know, if you have 20%, that's millions of people, core, I don't want to tick them off. So all these guys, and we can name names, but we won't, you know what I mean? 
they're not necessarily yeah. supporting him, but they're pulling their punches on him. It's like, and they did it when he was president. Oh, Mnuchin did this. You know, Mattis did this. Like, what other president did we do that for? We say Biden, Obama, right? Bush, right? No one, no one does that, but they accommodated it. You can never talk about the man himself. Yeah. And they're doing it now. So it's like this Vivek Wamaswamy guy that's all over Tucker, all of these shows. And his whole issue was ESG. And, and, and by the way, we're, I never heard of him before a month ago, but evidently he's the source of every policy issue. So, like, no one ever raised questions about the Federal Reserve before him. Okay, fine. I get that. Never, so never. He created the fight against ESG. That's his issue. Okay. So, here you have, like, the Super Bowl where, you know, DeSantis fights them like no one else did in the state of Florida. All right. But then they come back and start defying it. All right. Maybe DeSantis is going to fold. No. He now comes back again. Trump trashes him, takes the side of Disney and Vivek who trashed DeSantis for weeks now, What doesn't have a word to say about Trump. He's dead silent. Now, this guy's just a tool. I don't care about him. But to me, I'm worried about that that's emblematic of, of so many people. Yeah. No, and this is, this is part of why I'm doing what I'm doing, because the cowardice really infuriates me. The, the people who know better, the, the people who have receipts and who won't say anything, um, it really angers me. And, and the excuse is always like I've heard excuses from some of these people. And it's always like, well, it's, it's always something about like my long term prospects, whatever that might be, <laughs> in whatever position they're in. Right. They don't want to burn the bridge, so to speak. And I, I used to be able to kind of understand that. Um, but now I just think it's it's infuriatingly pathetic. Yeah. Because there's so much at stake and you're more concerned with your little thing than in the much bigger picture, these much more important issues. You're, you're, you're for that, for, yeah. for yourself, you're willing to go along with this huge, not even a lie, this, this, you know, this train wreck of lies on, on various issues and in various important, look, this is something I'm going to be writing about today, right? Uh, Scott Gottlieb, or let, let really quickly, I'll, give you a little like a, a context here robert um robert kennedy jr said that he was approached by trump to chair a new vaccine safety commission but then trump went dark he never heard from the administration yep. again nothing came to the commission and then he comes to find that pfizer contributed a million or so dollars to trump's inauguration yeah but i, I thought he didn't need the money right no he's independently wealthy uh and where that wealth comes from well that's for you to figure out uh, an analysis by Spectrum News found that Pfizer was the biggest health donor to his inauguration. Okay, that's one red flag, right? And then Robert F. Kennedy pointed this out as well, that after the Vaccine Safety Commission died, uh, you, you ended up getting Pfizer allies at Trump's uh, Health and Human Services. And in particular, one really bad guy is named Scott Gottlieb. Gottlieb um, ended up becoming head of the FDA from 2017 to 2019. And when he steps down, what does he do? He joins the board of Pfizer. And during the pandemic, he Gottlieb, was in the room that weekend with Kushner in the Oval Office, right? Making that determination. Right. Well, here's the thing that everyone missed. Gottlieb was forwarding, flagging tweets from people, including from doctors that actually worked in the Trump administration and Thomas Massey. Scott Gottlieb, former FDA commissioner under Trump, 
Jeez. would flag tweets about the uh, uh, natural immunity being superior to vaccine immunity, which is true. He flagged them, sent them to Twitter safety, and then Twitter, um, in an email, they referred to him. They basically referred, they referred to him as, as the former FDA guy. In other words, his working for Trump gave him the credentials that he needed to successfully get these tweets by a doctor and, and Rep Massey flagged. And what that meant was, is that Twitter prevented people from liking them or retweeting them or interacting with them. And it, Twitter applied a safety level about why most doctors recommend vaccines. And Thomas Massey pointed out that the timing of that was right around the time that the federal government, and this is, this is obviously under Biden, um, that the timing of that was was around the time the federal government was going to impose vaccine mandates. And it was around also the time that the military was going to have uh, these vaccine mandates. So, right, it happened under Biden, but the authority that Scott Gottlieb had was thanks to Trump. And, and this is exactly, and no one talks, Massey is the only person that is willing to even talk about this and, and to call out Trump. And of course, people will say, well, you're, you know, you're, you're conflating the, the things. The, the mandates happen under Biden. Right. But Scott Gottlieb had the, the seal of authority that he gained by leading Trump's FDA, a guy who joined the Pfizer board afterwards, a guy who's terrible on all kinds of issues and, and represents like the worst kind of conservatism. This is an American Enterprise Institute guy, like the worst kind of character. Why is he running the FDA? I, I don't know what to say. And, and, and also, I don't like this because I vowed to stay away from this. Like, I didn't want to cover it because I always felt that, you know, Trump's the least consequential person around. I think both for the better, for the, for, for the worse. We need a new movement. We need to focus on localism. We need to focus on legislatures. We need to focus on the issues. We need to focus on primaries. But on each one of them, he gets in our way. And this is what I can't relate to. And we won't name names here, but I think everyone knows some of these prominent names. I'm not talking about the ones that are endorsing Trump. But if someone of like one one millionth of the magnitude in Republican slash conservative circles would say those things, they'd be all over the guy. But the fact that this guy is the big enchilada, it matters if he's pimping the yeah. Bruce Jenner agenda. It matters if he's pimping the Pfizer agenda. It matters if he's pimping criminal justice deform. It matters if he's getting in the way of our endorsements and joining with the establishment. Um, yeah. You know, could, could you talk briefly about this? Um, this in, it looks like there's the, the Trump world is at least signaling he's going to endorse Bernie Moreno in the Ohio Senate race. Uh, right now, the other seat is being occupied yeah. by Democrat Sherrod Brown. So that's you know, he's very vulnerable, very hard for Democrats to hold Ohio, which has turned red. Um, what's up with that? You're from Ohio. So so what's up with that? Well, this is just like a just a, a random guy off the street, basically, who, who is seems to be independently wealthy. But the thing about Moreno is, is like, as far as we can tell, he has no kind of, there, there's no core to him. It's, it's actually very kind of, in a way, Trumpian character, right? And so one of the first things that we found out about him uh, was that he, he had tweeted, it looks like he deleted it because I wasn't able to, um, to pull it, I and mean, this is so common, but Moreno had indicated that he supports in, in a tweet uh, trillions of dollars in reparations for slavery. He, he shared an article about about that, about how it was time to give something like $14 trillion in reparations for slavery. And Moreno said in the tweet, uh, all options should be on the table. Now, the question is, is like, 
apart from the fact that he has bad positions, which is not, that's not, I don't think the story, how does a random guy like this get at the endorsement, right? Or how does, especially, um, again, it, it, it's, it gets it's, back to this so, Gavin Newsom interview where, right. you know, not, not the, or the Trump interview with Tucker, Gavin says nice things about me and it becomes a personal thing. We don't have time for this bull crap. And what you're, we talked about this last time you were on Pedro, but it's like you go across the, the spectrum and we have all these deep red state rhinos and we were starting to maybe gain traction to get them out. Trump could have really helped us and gotten rid of them. But instead, they now know they have a panic button they could push. They could continue being whores for the Chamber of Commerce, continue doing all that. All they have to do is support Trump. Now, in a swing state, that takes a little bit of a conviction because that puts you up against the general election problems. Yep. But in a red state, you know yep. it's certainly not going to take anyone off. It's going to make everyone happy. You know, they're, they're generally going to like it. And boom, you get your conservative bona fides that way. And that's how he makes the establishment great again. He, yeah. he, he delivers our forces into the hands of others. And you have Matt Rosendale, who is a top five House member, easily top five. He has a, um, he's the one calling for you know investigations on our troops on the ground in Ukraine. He was one of the original five going up against McCarthy. And, you know... Let's just agree to the premise for a minute. It's not true that a guy like that couldn't get elected in a swing state. But Montana is a, is much more trending red. Um, we you know this he should easily be the nominee, but Trump's not going to support him. No, well, be, why? Because he didn't take his phone call. I mean, that's that's how petty Trump is. There's, there's a story about this in Axios. I don't know if we talked about it before, but um, and by the way, Trump loves liberal media. So I, I know that we've yeah. all been told fake news, any of the people, but his team loves. The fake news. They love leaking to the fake news. They love gossiping to the fake news. So, so if it's an Axios or the New York Times, it's it's more than likely true. If it if it uh, regards Trump or concerns Trump, and Axios reported that that basically Trump is uh, angry at Rosendale because Rosendale um, it, it specifically says that it didn't take that he didn't take Trump's phone call. If you remember the infamous picture of Marjorie Taylor Greene shoving the phone in Rosendale's face during the standoff with McCarthy. Um, and so Axios notes that Trump took that personally, which is funny, right? Because it contradicts the narrative that everything's fine. And that Trump was actually on the side of the Republican rebels. He didn't, he certainly wasn't trying to undermine them and ran McCarthy <laughs> down his throats. That's obviously not true. Um, but going back to the Moreno thing, I, I think that the most interesting aspect of the Moreno story is it gets at this deeper, we'll, we'll call it an allegation or a set of rumors that people are selling access around Trump. And there's a really interesting story in the New York Times that's come as close as anybody has to pointing this out without actually providing, you know, receipts and, and checks. It's about Boris Epstein. Boris Epstein is is a, a, a Trump ally, and um, you, you might have heard of him. He's he's popular on, on certain uh, conservative um, programs, uh, but but he's not a good guy, and. So I'm going to read a line from the New York Times about Boris Epstein. Lacking any track record as a political strategist, he has made more than $1.1 in the past two years for providing advice to campaigns for Republican candidates, many of whom believed he could be a conduit to Trump. You can kind of see where this is going. If you want to know why the endorsements are bad and erratic and inconsistent, it might have to do with something like this scam that people like Boris Epstein are running, where they use themselves as conduits to Trump for candidates who are looking to, you know, to, to get something out of Trump. 
And that allows and, McConnell, McCarthy, and Lindsey Graham to use Trump as a conduit into our supposed movement to neuter our candidates and make the establishment great again. I mean, it is to put his kosher stamp of approval on their terrible candidates. I mean, that is what is so corrosive here. And and again, like I keep telling people, I don't care about the presidential election. If we had a functioning movement where we had people rowing in the same direction with conviction, we're working on the issues, we're working on the states, we're working on the debt ceiling fight, we're working on the biomedical tyranny, we're, 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 we're working on primaries, we're all trying to do the right thing. And then let's say we disagree about who to back for president. All right, but I can know that on the two things. First of all, we're going to still be working on all those issues together. And even on that, just like, you know, you and I will push DeSantis to the right and we're on the other side of it. If he wins, we have guys there that will hold the line and push Trump to the right on our issues, right? And, and, and so that's great. But we don't have that. That's what bothers no. me. No, and I mean, it, it is a real dilemma because I feel the same way. You know, I really didn't want to care about 2024. I really did not. People kept asking it's me. It's not about 2024. You know, it's about now. Right. I, I I did not want to care about the presidential uh, presidential election because, like you, I was just looking at. I thought what was happening in the states is really interesting, and there's there's honestly a lot more a lot more that we can do on the state level um, now, not having to wait, you know, x amount of years for the next exactly. election or whatever. But unfortunately, this has become a really pressing issue because it's like every day Trump is doing something to undermine us, you know. Um, whether it's convincing people and, and look, abortion is a, is a, uh, a really controversial issue. You know, there, there's um, a, a debate over whether or not it totally alienates swing voters or moderates, or whatever. Um, but, but basically there is still a debate that needs to be had right on, on basically what the correct position is on abortion and how the, the most effective way to frame the issue is because that's Republicans don't do that. They, they're really terrible at messaging. Well, under Trump, They've, we've completely decided that you actually can't ever talk about abortion. You, you can't ever have a position on abortion that's not left or, or you know, so, on some position on the left, because if you do, boom, you alienate independence. They're just going to flee from you. I don't actually think that's true. I think that the GOP, obviously, like Lindsey Graham declaring a federal ban, we should do like a federal ban on abortion. Like that's, that is very stupid that's and stupid, almost yeah. seems deliberately, it, it, it's almost a seems deliberately if you're intended. fighting for yeah. this against the surveillance state and, and the, and for privacy and medical freedom, yeah. and you make it a part of that and you don't obsess about rape every second and things like that. I mean, yeah, obviously it's part of a package deal and that's how you win a coalition, even of voters that maybe don't like a certain position in the vacuum, but they'll vote for you. I understand what you're saying, but the point is like, this is not about 2024. It's about right now. He was in our yep. way in the primaries before. He was out of the picture a little bit. We started to rebuild a movement, and now he's getting in the way. And yep. again, yep. Matt well, Rosendale is not like a typical, like exclusively like you know libertarianish club for growth only type of conservative. He is what if you really are what MAGA is purported to believe in. He is the best you can get on yep. everything. Yep. And we can't get him across yeah, the think, finish line because of Trump. I think I think the abortion issue is is, is maybe too complicated, or con, like I'd have to take too many winding turns to to use it to make the the point that I want to make. So instead, I'll use Disney, because right now, right right now, there's a fight 
in Florida with Disney. And it's not a trivial culture war contest. This is about who rules. Do corporations get to do whatever they want with impunity? Do they get to threaten lawmakers if they don't get their way? Do they get to do that? Do they, do they get to get away with murder? Or, or are we the ones that actually determine how we're going to live and which laws we're going to pass? Yes. That's what the fight with Flor- in Florida with Disney is about that DeSantis is leading. And Trump has come down on the side of Disney. He's screwing us over right now. Why? Well, on the one hand, he's so envenomed against DeSantis that I think Trump is like a month away from endorsing sex changes for minors just despite the governor. <laughs> and on the other hand, it turns out that Walt Disney Company actually gave about $10.5 million to one of Trump's super PACs during the 2020 election cycle, more than it gave to then-candidate Biden, by the way. That is the problem with Trump in a nutshell right now. He's in our way. He's in our way. That's that's the issue. And 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 I'm finding that we have so he makes everything paralyzed and comatose, and we can't do anything because again, you had like the David French types, like you know, oh, you know, DeSantis is a fascist for going after you know so-called private enterprise, which isn't private. Yeah. By the way, folks, <laughs> uh, Pfizer has now supplanted J and J as the number one pharma company in the world in terms of revenue. That is 100% taxpayer and government marketed, distributed, indemnified, mandated. There's no no free market about that. Everyone knows that. So it's a complete joke, this whole business, the world we live in today. But the point is, like, so David French, we know how he is. But if you're a typical MAGA guy, you are cheering this on. So how is it that the minute Trump turns on it, so now suddenly you don't believe in anything? Suddenly you don't believe in that? And also, if I remember correctly, Pedro, there was this thing that – Trump's under attack. This is about politically targeted persecutions. You need to rally around him. Well, he did. And he said he'll block extradition. And then Trump himself self-deports. Okay, but that was okay. (laughs) But then, now that he's in the biggest ESG battle of all time, not only, it's not just like he like came out with a weak statement in support of DeSantis. He sides with Disney, and somehow that's fine. I'll just add one thing and get your last comment before we sew up. Lance Gooden, this congressman from Texas, everyone's talking about, Oh, he met with DeSantis and decided to endorse Trump. First of all, it's dishonest. He didn't, it turns out. He just showed up at a confab with a bunch of other members. But then I said to myself, wait a minute. That's contrived. There's nothing new about that. Two weeks ago, he tweeted out that he is disappointed with DeSantis for not giving a strong enough statement on Trump. So I'm thinking, wait a minute. Yeah. You're disappointed with that. But then he says he's going to block extradition. He self-deports. And then... Pisses on DeSantis personally, disgustingly, bears false witness, and then pisses on him in in the battle through him and his network, the battle against Bud Light, the battle against um, Disney, and you're okay with that suddenly? So, Pedro, where is this really coming from? Is this just about the politics of fear? Yeah. I mean, Trump is the establishment. These people know that he has Ronald McDaniel and Kevin McCarthy on his side. They're just showing their fealty. It's out of fear and a desire for favor. And that's, I think it's so pathetic because these people claim to be freedom fighters, right? They're, they're standing up to the establishment. They can't even stand up to Donald Trump. It's pathetic. And like you point out, it's also hypocritical because they, they'll make some ridiculous demand of DeSantis or someone else that obviously is like not even in the, it's not even reasonable. And then he'll actually do it. He actually went way further. He didn't just give a statement. He said, I'm not going to assist with the extradition of Trump. So basically, 
telling Trump, like, I'm, you know, if, if you don't want to go, I'm not going to make you go. And I'm not going to help Alvin, uh, Alvin Bragg take you out of Florida. That is like that could have triggered a historic standoff with the federal government. Uh, well, I said the federal no, government. No, not the federal. Some stupid it, borough. The it, borough it, it, cannot well, grab him. Because, if the governor doesn't sign an order to the state troopers, he cannot. Right. Meaning right. with the feds, you would have to actively block it, which – I don't know, you know, we're not, I, I wish we can get to that point, but I don't know how you really do that at this point. But in terms of a freaking yeah. borough, NYPD cannot, the way it works is yeah. the state has to actively do it. So, because a lot of them say, well, you didn't right. say I'll block, that is blocking it, because if you don't participate in it, NYPD cannot walk down, and, and we're not even talking about Secret Service, it makes the whole thing moot, but I'm talking about even a private citizen, they cannot and do not grab someone, it's the Florida State Troopers would pick the guy up. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I was, in my mind, I was actually thinking about the whole, the, the whole narrative that somehow, you know, the Biden administration was involved in this, but that's neither here nor there, but you, everything you said is correct. DeSantis put us in a position where we, we, we could have triggered a, a really kind of historic standoff to, to show, you know, what basically red states can do to protect their citizens from yep. blue states or from, from Democrats, in other words. And what did Trump do? He threw in the towel and went to New York because he wanted to. And when he didn't get a mugshot like he wanted a mugshot, he made a fake one and put it on a T-shirt. Because the whole thing was a spectacle. Where's Lance Gooden? Where's where's Lance Gooden denouncing Trump, never, basically getting up all of this all of this fear and all of this anger and all this animosity just to sell things, just to sell shirts, to never. rake in donations, and then bragging about it. Where's every Lance Gooden? Every single where, where, talk the, show host, every single member of Congress, ESG, woke, woke, woke. I mean, that's the buzzword now. That's kind of the 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 generic Republican talking point, not just MAGA. Republican talking point, straight up. You have the Super Bowl of ESG fights. You have the Super Bowl of the fight. Like, literally, I, people who don't do the work that I do in state legislatures can't fully appreciate this. But the reason why red states aren't red is literally because of Disney. In other words, in Arkansas, we have a horrible situation there. And we've had it. We have the Asa Hutchinson's for so many years. Because of Walmart, Tyson's, and J.B. Hunt, they own the state. Sanford Health owns the Dakotas. Okay, that's why we can't get anything done. So Disney is the perfect example in Florida. And he doesn't just like not listen to them. He goes and goes after them. And this is the time to rally around. Everyone's like, we got to rally around Trump. So this is the time to rally around, not even him, but his effort. The biggest name in conservative politics by a mile pisses on it. And they have nothing to say. That, 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 that's not yep. just obfuscation that you are saying something you are saying and that's what scares me I don't give a damn about the presidential election what I fear is let's say Trump wins alright fine he was, he's the right winger no my guy's the right winger alright your guy wins fine but I know we all share the same values and you're going to push him in the same direction I'll push my guy but what this tells me is is a harbinger and it's not even a harbinger because we experienced it for four freaking years that they will stand down, just like they stood down on the First Step Act. If it would have been anyone else, they would have stood up. I'm sick of this freaking bullcrap. I'm sick of it over and over again. It's time to put an end to it. This is the problem. He gets in our way. Get out of our lane. There's one thing if he... if he See, I was hoping the DeSantis thing would spawn a race to the top. 
right? So he'll try to outflank DeSantis on the right. That's what I was hoping. And then we all kind of win. But no, he's running to his left. But then I think, oh, well, you run to the left, then the base will see it, right? They'll openly see it. And no, then they stand down because Meta Trump. Give you the last word, we'll sew up. Yeah. No, that's that's exactly right. Uh, it's funny because I I had this conversation with a few people that look the the primary will be good because it'll force candidates to the right uh, in order to be competitive with Trump. Actually, Trump is forcing his base to the left, mm. and it's not going to stop unless we somehow find a way to convince people to to basically just open your eyes. You know, look at Rick Grinnell calling conservatives homophobes and accusing them of transphobia for saying, I don't believe in this stuff. Doesn't that, that, that should ring some alarm bells <laughs> in you, right? Yeah, just like I was accused of turning off the black vote for, you know, believing in not letting out violent criminals and right. not supporting the Dukakis view <laughs> on crime. The Soros Coke, I mean, you know, from the WikiLeaks cables, it was evident that that was Soros's number one number one goal um and trump exalted it and it's just like i don't know what i'm supposed to do i'm supposed to you know what i mean like i don't think he should be the biggest thing in politics but everyone else does so he is so if he is the one promoting what's antithetical to us how do you walk on eggshells again if you're david french i understand but if you're one of these guys and we know who they are that you know woke esg we got to fight it we got to fight these corporations how are you? How do we not have this Trump moment, like with the arrest, rally around DeSantis, or at least the issue, um, and and fight Disney? You don't want to mention him, don't mention him, fine, but but fight Disney. But no, he takes the side, and oh, let, let's talk about ESG today. Um, yeah, it is. It's so corrupt. Um, again, how could people follow you? Go to contra.substack.com. That's C O N. TRA.substack.com. And I've got obviously my original analysis and articles there. Um, and you can also find my, my social media there. And I plan to be publishing a piece on um, basically that the financial angle to the Trump stances on Bud Light, on Pfizer, and on Disney uh, today at some point. Definitely look for that, folks. The truth will set you free. Uh, email me, Daniel Horowitz at starmail.com if you disagree. Let me know. I would love to. I have so much to say about, by the way, the FDA's announcement yesterday. We'll talk about that tomorrow with the Pfizer shots. Here's the problem. Every step of the way, this man is getting in the way of our agenda. I am fine to just leave him alone. I don't care. Let him win the nomination. But l- let us do our thing. Let's move to the right, not move the base to the left. Pedro, thanks for joining us, and thank you all for listening today. See you tomorrow. God bless you all.